So we will continue with our James series. Uh, we are about to finish. So uh, we have one more month to go, and then, we'll, and then we're done. Please open your Bibles, whether hard copy or uh, iPhones, Android phones, whatever, tablets, on James chapter 4. We will read the last portion of chapter 4 in verse 13 to 17. Question, how many of you want to be sure that your tomorrow will be awesome? Would you raise your hand? Your Monday will be the best day ever. Alright? Sino yung ayaw? <laughs> okay lang yung gano. Okay lang, paso. <laughs> Pwede na yung gano. How many of you know that it will happen? That's a good question because, you know, that's something that we want. All of us want. That we are sure that our tomorrow, our future will be amazing. You know me, I always like to uh, use movies. My favorite, all-time, all-time, favorite trilogy, guess what? Uh, in Star Wars, katabi lang yan yung Twilight Saga. De, joke lang, <laughs> joke lang. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Back to the Future. Sino nakakalang Back to the Future? Di ba? Amen. Back to the Future. Best all-time trilogy ever. <laughs> Best all time. So alam niyo naman yung alam niyo naman yung story nito, di ba? Si si Doc Emmett Brown, tsaka si Marty McFly. It's a it's a generational world changer, di ba? It changes a lot of things. It, in fact, you know, a, a lot of uh, people my age would would love to have a DeLorean. We'd love to have uh, an automatic lacing Nike, right? Gusto nating magkaroon ng hoverboard. Gusto natin yung mga yon kasi it, you know, it, 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 uh, it fuels our imagination that we can do something about either our past or the future. So si Doc Emmett Brown, nakagawa siya ng DeLorean time machine that can go to the past or to the future. Si Marty McFly ang nakagamit nun. But guess what? Guess what? Throughout the movie, using the DeLorean uh, time travel machine, they made a mess of things, right? Pumunta si Marty McFly sa, sa past first, yung sa uh, first uh, movie, he made a mess, right? He made a mess. And then gusto niyang ayusin yun para mas maganda yung future niya. Back to the future too, pumunta sila sa future kasi may problema dun sa future. Uh, yung family na nagkaroon ng trouble, he got fired and things like that. He made a mess of things. Back to the future 3, um, it is uh, 18 something. <laughs> Di ko maalala kung anong. Basa yung the Western period, and they decided, you know, having having a time machine does not really help. Sabi ni Emmett Brown, this infernal machine needs to be destroyed, right? So I, I really love this uh, this movie because it shows us something that we cannot do: shape our future. Shape our future, change our past. Sige, quick question. Sino sa inyo, kung magkakaroon kayo ng chance, babaguhin yung past o pupunta sa future? Sino ang magsasabing, ah, I want to go back to the past? Sino magsasabing, go to the future? How about past? Past. 
Past. Ayan, past. Future. Taas kamay. Okay. Our text this afternoon is about securing our future. Securing our future and what we really need to secure that future. And that's exactly what James will tell us in this last few verses of chapter 4. In fact, I can just read to you the passage and we're done with it. It's so uh, self-explanatory, I don't have to go through it. But this afternoon, since I have about 45 minutes... Uh, I will break it down to you uh, what James is talking about it. Okay? So, James chapter 4, 13 to 17 is divided into this. So, ito yung outline natin this afternoon. So, unang-una, James will show us what we think will help us secure our future. Sabi natin, everybody wants to have a good future. Gusto natin masigurado yun. So, James will tell us, ganito tayo mag-isip. Ito yung, ito yung sinasabi natin para masigurado natin na meron tayong magandang kinabukasan. He will show us that. Secondly, James will tell us it doesn't really help. It doesn't really help. So, papakita niya, o oh, ito yung ganito, ganito tayo mag-isip, sige, go on thinking that it will help you in the future, it will help you secure your future, and I will tell you it will not help. But he will not end there. James will end the passage saying, you know what, there's an alternative approach. There's an approach that will help you really secure your future. So we will just go through those three things as we end James chapter 4, verse 13 to 17. Number one, what we think helps us secure our future. Why it doesn't really help? It doesn't really help. Ano yung reason bakit hindi siya talaga nakakatulong? And lastly, what we really need to secure our future. So let's go through it. What do we think helps us secure our future? This is the conventional approach. By the way, whether you're Christian or non-Christian, this is how we think. This is how we think will help us secure our future. Anong sabi ni James? Sabi ni James, verse 13, Come now, come on now, sabi niya, You who say today or tomorrow... We will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Question, is this good or bad? Asige, follow-up question. Is this something that you thought in your mind or maybe you wrote this down somewhere? Maybe in another form? Uh, tomorrow, ganitong gagawin ko. Pumunta ako sa lugar na yun. Pupunta ako sa town na yon, maybe spend a year there, maybe sa Tacloban, <laughs> and maybe help a church there. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor Fort. <laughs> Is this good or bad? Maybe not, right? This is how we think will help us secure our future. Making a plan and making a profit out of it. Okay, so those two things I will just mention. So, James is saying, this is how we think will help us secure our future. Make good plans. Make good plans. Okay? And again, let me clarify, making a good plan is not bad. In fact, the Bible is encouraging us to plan ahead. Right? The world will be a better place if we are better planners. Right? Our homes, listen husbands, our homes will be a much better place if husbands are better planners. Right? Tama ba, mga wives? 
Can I get an amen to that? <laughs> I might get in trouble with the husbands. How good are you in planning your life? Maybe some people here, every year you... you uh, you, uh, by the end of the year, December, November, you will collect Starbucks stickers. You will collect Starbucks stickers because once you collect a certain number of stickers, you will get a, a planner. You know, some people collect five planners. Five planners as if, you know, one is not enough. And then how many of us have those planners, and then by March, April, May, wala na siyang sulat. Wala na siyang sulat. Nandun na lang siya sa, sa bookshelf natin kasi we failed to continue making good plans. And this is what the Bible talks about uh, in making good plans. And we will always see this in the book of Proverbs, and I mentioned this in the previous uh, times that we talked about James, he will always, um, we will always see references in, in the Proverbs. Proverbs 15.22 says, Without uh, counsels, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. So kung magpaplano ka, sama mo na yung mga pwedeng tumulong sa'yo. Kung magpaplano ka, gawin mong team. Hindi lang yung ikaw ang didiskarte. Alright, what else? Proverbs 16, 9, The heart of man plans his way, but, but, the Lord establishes his step. Gusto natin yun. Gusto natin maganda yung plano natin, and if we have a good plan and we execute it well, you know, we have peace of mind that, you know, my future is secure. And that includes, you know, having a good insurance plan, having a good retirement plan, having a good educational plan for your kids. Those are great things that we think will help us secure our future. Kaya nga, you know, kaya gusto natin yung mga advanced mag-isip. So making good plans. Secondly, para masecure ko yung future ko, I need to have a good profit. I need to have a, you know, uh, a steady source of income so that I will not only secure myself, I will also secure my family. What does the Bible say about you know, making good profit? Again, the proverb says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with your first fruits of all your produce. So, the Lord gives us the ability to produce wealth. Pero ito yung reminder ng Proverbs. Proverbs 16 na, uh, Proverbs 16 uh, 11. Okay. May, may mali dito sa, sa verse na ito. But it says, Wealth gained hastily will dwindle. Ano ibig sabihin yan? Yung easy money, easy go. Yung easy money, easy go. But whoever gathers, yung paunti-unti, nagtitipid ka, little by little will increase it. So you see, you know, making good plans and making good profit is supported by the Bible. Alright? I'm not saying it's bad. It's supported by the Bible. Here's the warning. It, it becomes your main thing. It's a slippery slope. It, it, if it becomes your main source of security, 
it becomes dangerous. So yes, this is actually a good strategy. And the Bible and what, we, what James is saying is not to do those things. Hindi niya sinasabing, okay, wag kayong magplano, wag kayong uh, mag make ng profit. What he is saying here is that he is exposing what we think normally. What we conventionally think will help us secure our future. So let me now tell you why that doesn't really help. Why it does not really help. So again, it's about making plans, making good plans, making a profit out of your plan, executing it. Ito yung sinabi ni James, verse 14. Yet, yet, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. You do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then, and then, vanishes. Everyone uh, watch Avengers Infinity War? Lahat napanood na? So okay na spoilers? So Thanos snaps his fingers and then half of the universe dust. That's the image. You know, that one, one snap easily and you're done. So two things that James is saying here, why you know, securing our future for ourselves will not really help. Number one, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. Okay, so plano tayo ngayon. So, anong sinong may plano dito na, you know, tomorrow I will go to work and do these things. Meron nakaplano na yung bukas mo, right? Meron, alam mo nang yun ay mangyayari. How many of us can secure that uh, that will happen? James is saying, James is saying, you know, tomorrow may never come. Your plans may never happen. And I've heard this preaching about the same topic. Sabi niya, you know, how fragile we are, how fragile we are, our lives can change by a text message. Our lives can change by a single text message. When your cell phone buzzes and the word says, wala na si. You know how fragile our life can be, can, can happen like that? You know, it's how difficult it is to forecast what's going to happen, you know, just the weather. And talking about how limited our time is, you know, James says, What is your life for you are a mist? Imagine this, your life, your life, even if you live for, let's say, 99. Let's say you live for 99 years, alright? Your life of 99 years is a droplet compared to the Pacific Ocean. Your life, full life of 99 years is a droplet compared to eternity. And we think we will make a dent with that? So James is saying us, hey, real talk, guys. You think those things will help you? Guess what? You don't know enough. Guess what? Your time is limited. You know, but sadly, you know, if we 
we sum this in sum this up with one word or one phrase we think this doesn't really help because we are not in control we are not in control but sadly there are you know many people because they experience success in life even us we experience a little success in our lives we got deceived that we are in control of our own destiny that we are in control of our own security and so you have people who made it big in the world and so it's difficult for them to see their need for God sabi ni Jesus it's even easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. You know why? Because the rich man will say, why do I need God in my life? I have everything I need. And if I don't have it now, I will buy it. And this is the warning uh, from Jesus. Sabi niya, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? So, you know, at the start, you know, James is being generous with us, saying, you know, those are the things that you think is good, but you are limited with your time and limited with your control. But you know what? At the end of verse 16, he will say what he really thinks. For people who think they are in control, you know what? You are arrogant. As it is, I mean, verse 16, you boast in your arrogance and all such boasting is, is, is evil. Hindi niya sinabing problematic, hindi niya sinabing ill-advised, hindi niya sinabing you know, those things that you think you're in control, it's just bad strategy. According to James, this approach that leads to arrogance is evil. Grabe naman, pastor. You know, and, and that's James. You know, he gives it to us straight. Why is it evil? Bakit naman sobrang har- harsh naman ni James dito? Bakit niya tinatawag na evil to? You know why? You know why this is called evil? Because it removes God in the picture. In all this planning, in all this making good profit, God was not in the picture. It removes Him from the planning and executing process. Not only is God removed, it puts the self in the driver's seat. It puts the self in the driver's seat. You know, it's essentially saying, Jesus is my co-pilot. How many of you saw this before? Maybe 80s, 90s, you've seen this. Meron bumper sticker that says, Jesus is my co-pilot. Let me tell you, this is wrong. This is wrong. Jesus, if Jesus is the co-pilot, you are in control. And you're just telling Jesus, Kamusta ka na, Brad? Or, Pwede naman si Jesus yung co-pilot pero tayo ay backseat driver. Punta ka dito, Jesus. Punta ka dito. Hindi, hinto ka dyan. Hindi, dito ka kaluwa kasi matraffic dyan eh. Jesus, I will need you when I say I need you. It is saying, Hey God, I got this. 
yes, you are good. Yes, you are, you know, you are awesome, God. But at this part of my life, I got this. I need you on a Sunday when I worship and I sing songs and, and I uh, commune with my fellow believers. I need you when I'm desperate for an answer, but in things in my life that's doing well, like my job or my, my relationship, I got this, God. I got this. And that's why, you know, securing our future for ourselves will not really help because it removes God in the picture and puts us in the pilot's seat. Here's what God says about it. Jeremiah 9.23 Thus says the Lord. And, you know, for, for, us many, for many of us studying the, the scripture, when you see that in your Bible, thus says the Lord, pay attention. Pay attention. So thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this. Ano yung ipagyayabang niya? That he understands and knows me. Amazing. Kung may ipagmamayabang ka na, ito na lang yung ipagmayabang mo. That you understand and know who God is. And who is God? Sabi niya, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in, in these things I delight, declares the Lord. It does not really help because we put God on the sidelines. But God says to us, if you're going to boast, boast that you have a connection with me. Boast that you understand and know who I am. And so let me tell you what James is saying, what really helps us to secure our future. What does it really take for us to secure our future? Ito yung sinabi niya in verse 15. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills. Let's say that all together, if the Lord wills. One more time. If the Lord wills. Yeah. So if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. So anong sinasabi niya? Instead of making plans and making good profit without the Lord, you consider the Lord first. If the Lord wills. Okay. Warning. Warning. Baka kasi gawin natin tong magic word. <laughs> magic statement na kapag katapos ng service sa kakakain Lord willing sa ramen cool <laughs> papasok ka ba bukas? Lord willing, yes <laughs> so naging, naging ano na lang siya naging Christian jargon na lang here's a warning it's not a magic word that if you say it it will happen okay so Lord willing papasako sa exam question nag-aral ka ba? <laughs> Lord willing, magkakatrabaho ako. Question, nag-apply ka ba? Lord willing means that you recognize that God is sovereign in your life. And that's one thing about this, uh, the Lord wills, what really helps us secure our future is to humbly recognize God's plan. 
This is slowly becoming everyone's favorite verse, Jeremiah 29.11. God says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for shalom, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. We recognize that God has a plan and this plan is awesome. So, you know, the technical term for this is to recognize God's sovereignty. If you have Calvinist friends, which, you know, our church is uh, in the Reformed tradition, we will always mention about the sovereignty of God. So, this week, uh, the pastors are talking about, paano ba natin i-communicate yung, tec- uh, yung terminology ng sovereign si God? Kasi hindi naman natin ginagamit yun, you know, on a daily basis, right? It's, it's sort of a technical term, but let me help us uh, explain it in different ways. There is always, you know, you can always read your Bible, read, you know, uh, theological books and, and listen to, to people talking about God's sovereignty. But here's a simple way to explain it to your friend when you say, you know, God is sovereign. This is what you, how you explain it. You know, I know why God is sovereign because the Bible says He has a good plan. And his plan has a great purpose. And he has the ultimate power to accomplish his plan with a great purpose. And that plan with a great purpose is accomplished for his good pleasure. For his good pleasure. Not ours. It's accomplished according to his plan, according to His purpose, He has the power to do it, and He does it for His good pleasure. So, instead of making our own plans, consider that God already planned something for you. And this is crucial because this is crucial and this is very important because it not only brings God back into the picture, it also puts Him at the pilot seat. Binabalik natin siya dun sa driver's seat. So instead of saying, instead of saying, Jesus is my co-pilot, you are saying, Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. So humbly recognize that God is sovereign recognize that He has a plan already. You know that plan that God has for you? It's not, it's not an ongoing plan. Alright? It's a, already a finished plan. Naka, nakaset na. Hindi siya yung nagbubura ng konti. Ay, medyo, medyo sumablay si brother ganito. Medyo ibahin natin yung path niya. It's a plan that's laid out for you. But here's a warning again. Here's a warning for, for us in the Reformed tradition to overemphasize sovereignty. Okay? There's, a, there's a tendency for us to overemphasize this and be passive. To overemphasize it and say, I don't have to do anything kasi sovereign naman si Lord. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to, uh, to pray because the Lord already knows you know, what He will do. Okay. Ang ang tawag doon, Lord bahala ka na. <laughs> ang galing natin diyan, di ba? Ang galing natin diyan kaya nga meron tayong statement, di ba? Bahala na si Batman. 
Kasi ang, ang madala sa mga Pilipino, we, we want to, you know, we recognize, we recognize that God is good, God is sovereign, and then we stop there. When we stop there, we miss out the next part of understanding God's sovereignty. Because we not only recognize that He has a plan, that He is sovereign, we respond to it. Okay? We respond to it. Hindi lang tayo, hindi lang natin sinasabi, Lord, may plano ka. We are saying, Lord, dahil may plano ka, I will act on it. I will do something about it. Again, going back to our passage in verse 15 of James 4, instead, you ought to say, sabi natin, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Anong ibig sabihin nun? Ibig sabihin nun, dahil I recognize that God has a plan, that He is sovereign, I will act in faith. I will do something about it. What kind of response is needed? Oh, by the way, in verse 17, James says, Whoever knows the right thing to do, alam mo yung tamang gawin, but fails to do it, for him it is sin. Alam mo na may plano si Lord sa'yo, alam mo na sovereign siya, alam mo na, na mabuti ang kaya niyang gawin, pero if we do not respond to it, we are missing out. And James says, for him it is <clears throat> sin. What kind of response is needed for us to secure our future? Two things. Matthew 6.33 Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So, First thing, first way for us to respond to God's will, make Him your priority. Make the King and His kingdom the priority of your life. Instead of making plans and making a profit for you, how about prioritize the King and His kingdom and that profit that you're longing, that blessing that you're longing, it will just follow. And that's how we respond to God's will. Another way, Romans, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I appeal to you, Paul says, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God. And that will of God is good and acceptable and perfect. Good, acceptable, and perfect. We respond to God's will, number one, by making Him a priority. Number two, we respond to God's will by offering our lives as a spiritual sacrifice, our spiritual worship. And that includes transforming our minds, being transformed by the renewal of our minds. In His promise, sabi niyo sa Matthew 6.33, 
all these things will be added to you. Sabi niya dito sa Romans 12.2 that you may discern, that you may know what God's will is for you and that is good, acceptable, and perfect. So let me just put this side by side as we always do. Here's what we think will help us secure our future. Make good plans and make a good profit out of it. And James is saying, you know what? Those things is limited. Those things will not really help you. And if it leads to arrogance, it is evil because it removes God in the picture. But what will really help us secure our future is to humbly recognize God's plan. That He is sovereign. And also to respond, not just know it, but to respond to God's will. Kapatid, saan nakasalalay ang kinabukasan mo? Nakasalalay ba sa iyong kaalaman? Is it dependent on what you know and what you can do? James is saying, what you know is very limited. What you are able to do, it will vanish. But if you depend on God's sovereign plan and you respond, submit your will to His, you are secured of your future. Pastor, gusto ko naman yung sinasabi mo. I want to submit to God's will. Gusto ko naman na mag-submit sa will ni Lord. Ang problema lang, hindi ko alam. Out of three people who will seek the pastor's counsel, pastor's advice, two of them, ang issue lagi, ano ba ang will sa akin ni Lord, pastor? Ano ba yung will sa akin ni Lord? Here's my answer when I'm asked, with that, it's possible that you will never completely understand God's will in your life. Parang hindi, <laughs> hindi encouraging, no? Hindi encouraging. Here's the reality. You know, our journey towards discovering God's will for us, gusto nating malaman yung will ni Lord sa buhay natin, it, is, it will always come from our limited perspective it will always be affected by our experiences, both good and bad, and it will always be tainted by our own sinfulness. And if those things affect how we discover God's will, what kind of realization you think you will receive? If it's affected by our experiences, if it's coming from a limited uh, perspective and it's tainted by our sinfulness, it's very likely that we will not, we may not completely comprehend God's will. We may not even see it very clearly. And let me tell you something. That is okay. You don't completely understand God's will for your life. You don't know the, the big plan, the big picture that is okay. You know why that is okay? Because we know someone who completely knows the will of our Heavenly Father. He knows completely the whole plan from A to Z. Kompleto yung plano from 0 to 100. Alam na alam niya yun. And that's Jesus. 
So Jesus explained in John 5.19, I tell you the truth, so thus says the Lord, the Son can do nothing by Himself, He does only what He sees the Father doing, whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him everything He is doing. Jesus completely knows the will of the Father. You may not know the plan of the Lord for your life, but Jesus does. And let me tell you why that is good news. Jesus told His disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, Jesus says, you would know my, who my Father is. From now on, you do know Him and have seen Him. Sabi niya sa mga disciples niya, hindi niyo kilala yung Father ko, but because you know me, you know Him already. Ang sabi ni Philip dito sa passage na ito, Jesus, Master, pwede ba ipakita mo na lang sa amin yung Father and that is enough. Sabi ni, Peter, uh, sabi ni Philip dun sa kay Jesus and the disciples, Master, show us the Father and that is enough for us. Anong sabi ni Jesus? You have seen me. And if you have seen me, you have known the Father. You know why it's, it's okay that you do not know the will of our Heavenly Father? You do not know completely the plans of the Lord for your life? Because Jesus knows it very well. So the key question we need to be asking ourselves when we are trying to discover God's will in your life is this. Did it bring me closer to Jesus? Did it bring me closer to Jesus? Sa mga bagay na nangyari sa buhay natin, did it bring us to a realization that I need Jesus more than ever? You know, if that is our question, then even the difficult things in our lives have a place in God's sovereign plan. When we say, did it bring me closer to Jesus? Even the painful things in our lives can be used to accomplish His purpose. So for those who are seeking God's will, if you are seeking God's will for your life, one key question to ask is this. Will this decision draw me closer to Jesus? Will this decision help me recognize my need for Him? So, brothers and sisters, for those who have been praying for com- confirmation from the Lord, you know, from time to time, you know, many Christians here, ang prayer natin, Lord, grant me... Confirm mo naman yung nasa heart ko. Confirm mo naman na ito yung, yung gusto mong gawin ko. Madalas ito yung prayer natin. Lord, show me a sign. Pag dumating na yung sign, Lord, show me another sign. Pag dumating na yung second sign, Lord, show me another sign and I know that it is you. You know what? If you have sought godly counsel already, you sought the scriptures. 
instead of asking for confirmation, how about asking the Lord for courage? Courage to take that step of faith. Instead of asking the Lord for signs, ask the Lord, Lord, grant me the courage to take this step of faith. I don't know what will happen, but grant me the courage to take that step of faith. There's a risk that I will make a mistake, but even if I make a mistake, because you're sovereign, you will protect me. You may not clearly and completely know the Father's will, and there's always a possibility that you will make a mistake. Let me tell you something. I made this mistake. I made a mistake that I thought something in my life many years in the past was God's will for me. And I was wrong. But God is sovereign. God is good that He can cause all things to work for, together for good to those who love Him and call for His purpose. So even if there's a risk for you to make a mistake because you sought godly counsel already, you are praying to the Lord instead of asking for signs, ask the Lord for courage. So, even if we do not completely know the Father's will, but if we are making a conscious commitment to draw closer to Jesus, we draw closer to our Heavenly Father. And as we draw closer to our Heavenly Father, we know His will for our life. Whether you're a new Christian, whether you have been Christian for many years, no one can claim that you know Jesus enough that you stop drawing closer to Him. Kahit na naging Kristiyano ka last week, kahit na naging Kristiyano ka today, or naging Kristiyano ka 30 years in the past, and you're a leader of the church, no one can claim, I know Jesus enough and I will stop drawing closer to Him. All of us are in the journey to draw closer to Him. And as we draw closer to Him, we draw closer to the will of the Father. We know the Father through Jesus Christ. So our prayer, brothers and sisters, as we respond to God's will, is this. Lord, draw me closer to you. In these decisions that I will make, I pray that it will draw me closer to you. And here's another good news. We cannot completely secure our future for us, but Jesus did that on our behalf. Here are three locations that evidences how He secured our future. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed three times. Jesus prayed, Lord, if it is possible, I know your plan. I know your plan for the universe, but if it's possible... Take this cup away from me. But Jesus says, Not my will, but yours be done. He knows the full plan of God, and yet He submitted Himself to the will of the Father. At the cross, Jesus knew the kind of people He is dying for. Not just the people that He saw in that, in that hill, but He knew he knows the kind of people that will go to Breadcom QC. He knows the kind of people 
that he is dying for, that he is paying the penalty, and he says it is worth it. And he says it is paid in full. Father, into your hands I submit my spirit because they are worth it. Last location is the empty tomb. You know, the grave is something that none of us are looking forward to. We plan for it, but we don't like it. Yet all of us are on our way there. It's just a matter of time. Jesus not only died for us, He was raised to life. To secure your future, to secure my future. And His tomb, his tomb will always be empty, showing us that even death, something that we are not looking forward to, something that we are all afraid, even death is no match for Jesus. What does that mean? It means that death is not the end. That death does not have the last say in our lives. Jesus does. So He secured our future in these, you know, not just in these locations, but these are just evidences how He secured our future on our behalf. You know, the truth is, we don't know what the future holds. But the good news is, if you know who holds the future, that is Jesus. If you have a relationship with Him, that's, that is more than enough to bring you tomorrow, to secure you your future. If you are a parent with a little child, you will do whatever it takes to secure your child's future in Jesus. That child is secure. If you are a student or a young person, young professional, you don't know if your job or your school will be able to sustain you if you are in Christ Jesus. Your future is secure. If you are worried what kind of legacy you will leave for your children, if you have prepared them enough in Jesus, there's nothing to be afraid of. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the honesty of the scripture, revealing to us our limitations, revealing to us our brokenness. Thank you, Lord God, because knowing this fact means that we need help from you. We are in need of your grace. Lord, forgive us for the many times that we think we are in control. Forgive us for many times that we are little gods of our lives. That we are saying because we have succeeded in many things in our lives that we can take care of ourselves. We now know, Lord God, that we do not know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future, and that for us is enough. Lord, would you put a fire in the hearts of the people here who have not called you their future holder of their lives? Would you encourage those who are seeing dark clouds every single night and unsure what will happen for tomorrow, 
Lord, let this encouragement show them that there is hope, that tomorrow is worth living because you did not just die for us, you were raised to life. Not only that, you will return again. And when you return, it will be a glorious celebration. And as we wait for your return, Lord Jesus, we will take it step by step, day by day, with hope that because we can submit our wills to you, our future is secured. This is our prayer with thanksgiving. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.